0: Hey, what's up, team? Welcome everybody to the Adapt Session podcast, where we have intrinsic conversations on exercise, mindset, and life's ever-changing experiences. With your host, Joe, and
1: Mindo. Man, what's up, Joe? How's it going, brother?
0: What's so, up, baby, I'm doing good, bro. I just had a really good workout today. Um, you just caught me. It's pretty warm. I love the weather. It's about not in the nineties out here, so I'm loving it, bro. I feel good. What about you? How you doing?
1: I can see that you had a good workout, man, because you still got your pumping
2: and he, your shirts not on.
0: Nah bro I don't, I don't work for the pump no more it's other stuff functionality pump comes later I'm not worried about that but I appreciate you though well,
1: what are you going to do during the during this uh, quarantine
0: what am I going to do what do you mean referring to what for the pump oh for the pump nah uh, well I feel I feel like um the type of exercises and workouts that I'm doing now um I don't uh I get a pump but it's full body I feel Great circulation, great blood flow, um, good oxygen absorption through my body. I, f- I feel good all around. Rather than just focusing on certain things, but we're gonna get a little bit into that in a
1: second. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. All this get over here on this end, but I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I am a part of me is nostalgic. Part of me is a little remorseful. If seen, that? I got my uh my 2019 oh. graduate shirt, right? I got my oh, ring okay,
0: on. SF Gators grad. You got the ring on. You got the shirt
2: on. I see you.
1: So yesterday, March, uh, well, not March, May 24th was the one-year anniversary of my graduation last year.
2: Yeah, you sent
0: me that picture yesterday, bro. Uh,
1: you feel? So for those people, <laughs> so some people saw um, what I post on Instagram and Snapchat, and I've been, I'm still hearing about what I posted because people still don't remember half of that stuff.
0: Hold up, hold up. For those people just jumping on to this podcast for the first time, why don't you tell everybody where to follow you on IG, Facebook. What what, what are your handles?
1: So it's Armando J underscore four one five on Instagram and on Snapchat. There you go. So people who people who saw me on there uh, have been asking me ever since. It's like, man, how do you remember all of that? Truth is, I don't. And but the thing is. It also gave me a chance to like reminisce, is like just how much fun I had with the people that I worked with, because truth is, you go through a lot when you're when you're in college and you put all these hours in. Sometimes you don't sleep for countless days in a row.
0: I, I remember seeing you come into the gym on those days, and I can only imagine what that's like, man.
1: So you come in, and uh, there's things that are out of your control. But the thing is that one of the most rewarding feelings is. actual day of the graduation because you guys know what you went through and you have a group of people that it basically becomes a family i some of them i haven't talked to since we left the stage last year and i talked to them yesterday and it was like it was like i saw them yesterday we just took off from where we were it's a bond that doesn't end and And thinking about that, I also, my heart also breaks because I have a lot of friends who are graduating this year, the class of 2020.
0: Shout out class of 2020, everybody all over the country.
1: Absolutely, man. Congratulations to you guys. And my heart breaks for you guys because especially those who I went to school with, so kinesiology or just SS State in general, my heart breaks for you guys. Um, I know that you guys are I'm hoping for the best and maybe down, maybe months down the line, you guys could have your, your commencement and your, your ceremony. Cause the way it is over in the university, you get your department graduation and then you get the commencement. The commencement is the one that takes place over at Oracle park. And um, so I'm really, so I'm concerned, not concerned. I'm, I'm really like, it, it hurts to, to see my friends who I knew put a lot of work in and, because I was in the trenches with them too, and, and they don't get to have their day. But I want to say to them, be proud of yourselves, because truth is, you guys did a lot of sacrifice, and remember, what is it that I always say? The comeback is always stronger than the setback.
0: That's your saying right there. You need a you need to make some T-shirts, right?
1: <laughs> Put on a T-shirt. So it's one of those things, and I and I, I really do believe that you guys will have your day. And when it does come, celebrate as long as you want. I celebrated, shit. I, I was celebrating the finals, man. I was, I had, You were celebrating before your
0: graduation.
1: I was celebrating before my graduation. <laughs> I, I had my blood type. I have no idea what my blood type is, but I, all I know is that around May and June, my blood type was whiskey. So <laughs> what
0: kind of whiskey, bro. What's the brand?
1: Jameson, baby, of course.
2: Oh, okay. okay. You, you like that cheap stuff, I see.
1: Oh. <laughs> now I'm playing. Damn. <laughs> dude, dude hey, bro.
0: Dude hey, But There's a he lot takes of his
1: shirt time. off, and all of a sudden, he thinks that like he can talk, man. Come on. Say what? say what? He takes his shirt off, all of a sudden, and now he's talking.
0: I'm going to put my shirt back on. Oh, you make fun of me. <laughs> it's hot, bro.
1: I want to say also um, good thing that you guys persevered through this. But we're going to, a lot of the people that are still going to SS State and also all the CSUs here in California, you guys are going to have to continue to persevere because supposedly it's going to go all online on fall. Mm. And which brings me to, and this is probably going to be the first um, real outburst that we've had on this on this uh, podcast. If we could call it an outburst, I'm really kind of annoyed. And you can feel free to jump in at any point if you'd like to, my friend. Speak
0: your mind, bro. Say what you gotta say. It is our podcast.
1: Just because, just because your classes is going online, does not mean that you can half-ass it. Okay? Do not half-ass shit. This is the time that you put in the work. So, to everybody that's taking classes here in the fall, I'm telling you this right now: pull your head out of your ass. You want to say any names? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. They already know know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Don't talk about this. Oh, I hope I can do it. I hope I can do this. No, fuck that. This is when you step up. This is when you step up. When you think that you can't do it, that's that's the time that you actually rise. Mondo,
0: I know you're mentoring a lot of people right now. Um, You know, going back a few episodes, and, you know, you've been telling me, too, you're mentoring some... uh, some people that are a a few years younger than you that are in a kinesiology program. I just want to clarify um, for everybody listening out there. Is there a reason why you're giving this piece of advice right now?
2: And if if so, why why don't you share that with us?
1: Yes, because it's, it's comes out to that. It's just that I just hate that mindset of, You can take off, you can take, you can just like relax now once you get to the top. You haven't done anything. You haven't gotten your degree. And even then, that's when the work starts, man. This is, it's like that saying goes, getting to the top is hard, but it's harder to stay on top. Absolutely. So a lot of these people that I also mentor are also transfers or they just got into, they just got into the program. Or kinesiology, or whatever other programs they're taking. Some of them are 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 uh, so, or what's it called? The uh, criminal justice or biology, or nursing. You name it. And it doesn't matter. You. They tell me that they're passionate. If you're passionate, you are not going to half-ass anything. This is when you step up and. Just because you're in the just because you're in the program does not mean that you take your your the pedal off the metal. This is when you step up this is when you really start busting your ass because how long did it take you to get into the program? you think it stops just because you're in It's kind of like when you get it's kind of like when you start trading okay i got I got a client or I got a certification I'm done <laughs> no. No fool, that's where the work starts.
2: Far from it, bro. Far from it. Far
1: from it, right? Like it's like and, and don't tell me, oh, Armando, you don't understand it's because we're online and because of this. It's like bullshit, man. I had to transfer under some some very difficult circumstances, man. I was basically forced into taking seventeen units and I had to transfer. And if I didn't transfer, then I would have been then I would have been in school purgatory. So I made reference to that in the past. You know what school purgatory is?
0: Explain it to us.
1: So I made reference to it because I wasn't in my major and I was just taking a whole bunch of classes. That's not really school purgatory. School purgatory is when you're literally that close. within a handful of classes, maybe five classes or less of graduating. And you can't get some of those classes because you fucked around. You didn't take it serious. So, I know a lot of people like that, that they were on me when I came, when I was coming up to my last, towards my last semesters. they're like, dude, this is when you step up. This is when you step up. Otherwise, you're going to be like me, still trying to get the class and still talking to counselors so I can take the class again, because i fucked up so many times.
0: When they they say they made a lot of mistakes, what are they referring to? Not registering for classes on time, not taking the appropriate
1: classes? No, not, they, they, um. They felt they they started resting on their laurels. They knew that they were about to finish, and they were like, "Oh, I'm done." So they're not going to keep me here. I could just get. I can just coast. And what ended up happening was they ended up failing the classes.
0: Oh, they stopped putting in the same type of effort. Is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: exactly. They had no effort. They weren't show. They weren't putting in the same effort, so they couldn't. And you have a, I think it's a three a three time limit in how many times you can take the class before they like say that, no, you can't do it no more. So, patients, they get this before they get disqualified. And I just don't want to see them go through that. I, I remember hearing that clear from some of my friends who are, are, who are still trying to, to graduate. They were supposed to graduate five, six years ago.
0: And they're, and they're still in school?
1: And they're still in school. They're still trying to get that one class or, that, or those two classes. I don't want them to be there because it all begins in these moments. When you start to coast. It, it becomes a habit. So you want to keep that, you want to keep that fire going because why? It's very easy. What do they, why do they say don't take a gap year between high school and college? Because the longer you are away, the more likely you are to stay away.
0: Now, um, it sounds to me pretty obvious that the reason why you're laying this out there, this advice, uh, essentially mentoring in hopes that some of, your, uh, some of the younger students that you're uh, watching come up in school right now, yep. they've probably expressed some interest in taking a break, right? Or not finishing up. Or
1: just like fucking around in the semester, like, oh, I'm not going to take it serious, just online.
0: So, they, so the main reason why they don't want to take it serious is because the classes are moving online?
1: Yeah. That's that's the biggest BS excuse, isn't it?
0: Uh, Well, you know, me personally, I I only did three semesters in community college. But I will say um, that if you're that close to graduating, you know, again, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I'm not somebody who went to college. But
2: Mm -hmm.
0: if you're that close to graduating, my recommendation to those people, if they even care what I think, would be that... Just because the class is moving online, just because they're changing the format, doesn't mean that should be a reason for you not to continue to pursue your goals and get that college degree that you've been working your butt off for three to four years now, maybe a little bit more, depending on what you needed to do. But if if you did that, if you chose to, to not go forth and get that college degree, in my opinion you are making a foolish mistake and I don't think you should do that when you're that close. It's, it's right there. You could taste it. So I would, I would say, take it, take it more uh, serious, as uh, serious than ever. And if it's online, I think that would benefit you. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to wake up early and commute. You could wake up, do it from the comfort of your bed, your living room, whatever. You just got to be disciplined and determined to do the work.
1: And I agree, and this is where I'm going to disagree with you when you say that, oh, just take it with a grain of salt. One of the things that I always push to to all of the students that I'm mentoring is be passionate about what you're studying for because you're sacrificing a lot to do it. So make sure that it's worthwhile. You, sir, have, or are in a career that you're passionate about. And I've seen you put in the work. I, I was there when you were waking up at three o'clock in the morning and struggling to get some clients and we were out there in the city, handing out flyers and trying to get your name out there. So you speak from a place of experience. That's just because we were in a, we could use that as an example right now. Sally Andrew, it was, we were struggling over there, but did that give you the, and that could have given you, you could have used every reason to use that as an excuse and you didn't.
0: I was determined to succeed, man, because I knew this is what I wanted to do. Like you said, I, this is what I was passionate about. I had just left a, in my, in my eyes, um, a dead-end job because I didn't like to do it. Um, I was making good money, $20, $25 an hour at a distribution center in the Central Valley. So I was making good money out, for out there, but I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I was committed to succeed in this even if even if I was broke for many years while I did it but I was I was gonna succeed I was gonna do this so exactly.
1: yeah and, although, and, and even though we were in a spot that wasn't exactly conducive to walk-ins did that stop you from going outside and, and marketing yourself
0: absolutely not
1: did that I stop you fair. from waking up that early did that stop you from putting in all that work
0: no nah, that made me more determined man
1: that's the lesson ladies and ladies and gentlemen it's moments like this. This is where you make your mark. You, you think that all these athletes that you know of, Jerry Rice and Michael Jordan, you think that they, they just magically turn into these magical athletes? No, they put all the downtime that they had, they literally, all the a downtime that they had, they just put into, the, into their craft. That's what you do. And if you guys, are, and you guys are passionate about what you're doing, whether it's kinesiology, whether it's nursing, well, whatever it is you guys I know you guys are you guys are better than that just because I'm not in your class anymore does not mean that I'm not gonna push your asses anymore well said so I just because I'm not in your class does not mean that I'm not near you I know what you guys are doing
0: I hope those people listening out there if you happen to be under Armando's wing or maybe not maybe you're just struggling to stay focused and uh Discipline for something else entirely. Keep pushing, man. Don't give up.
1: Exactly, and and like I said, man, we're passionate about this stuff, and we're going to show you just how passionate we are about this, about this field, about kinesiology, about about training, fitness. We just love it, man. This is what we grew up around. This is what we enjoy. So let's let's start. Let's jump into it, you guys. We're going to be discussing our training philosophies. Today we're gonna be talking more ideologies based and we're gonna be discussing just what kind of style we have in our training and just how it's evolved throughout all these years. And since I've done a lot of talking, I'm gonna pass the mic to my man, Joe. All right, all right. He's gonna talk about his past and how we can... What's the difference, man? What is the difference between your style now Versus say when you started in 2013 or even before that Okay, I
0: think since we're going to be talking about training philosophies and ideologies um, I think first we need to define what that means, right? Absolutely. So by definition, okay? We're gonna go by definition here.
1: Yep. Training, this is going to be a segment we call professor 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 concilion <laughs> not
0: don't, don't embarrass me like that. So <laughs> By, philo- uh, by a definition, philosophies, philosophy means the study of, right? Study of whatever. So in this case, a particular training style, method, discipline, however you like to categorize it, okay? The study of philosophy. And ideology is your belief system um, based on what you are – currently studying? What are you currently, what, what, what your current philosophies are? Obviously in time, um, in my opinion, if you are always trying to get better, you're always learning new things, okay, and you keep an open mind to new science, things change throughout the years. So your philosophies can change, what you're currently studying can change, and what, you, what your current beliefs used to be can change or somehow evolve maybe not drastically change but it could be small okay yeah so the philosophy study of ideologies beliefs based on that study so i guess i got to take it back to um when i first started uh lifting weights okay it was conventional training which was being pushed
1: so before uh, you do this when when more or less did you start my man
0: um i want to say i mean Probably when I was like 14, 15, I started lifting weights, okay? Prior to that, I was playing sports, and all I did was run while I played the sport, and that's it. So what I, what I mean by run while I played the sport is I played football, and all I did was play that sport. I didn't do any um, other type of strength training or any type of endurance training. I just played, and that was the way that I worked out. I played every day for hours. Same thing with basketball. I just practiced on my shot. Um, you know, on my handles, dribbling, my footwork, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty much it, and that was that was my training. And honestly, at that point, I felt very athletic and explosive. Didn't feel quite strong. I was pretty light, small. Naturally, I'm a small guy, but I felt very light on my feet, explosive, very coordinated, um, and just extremely athletic, okay? That's how I felt at the time. But uh, started, you know, noticing older guys – professional athletes and older guys around me, you know, a couple grades up, really uh, looking really, really, really nice, man. Nice, uh, nice muscular physiques. And I wanted to look like that. So started getting into weightlifting and what, what was very popular at the time. And what's also very popular now, um, what still is, is conventional weightlifting. Okay. So I'm talking deadlifts. I'm talking squats. I'm talking chest presses, overhead presses. Um, rows lap pull downs or pull-ups things of that nature right Mm -hmm. so that was the kind of training that I started doing at that time and uh I started putting on some size so I believe that to be the way before anybody even showed me just lift this weight do the do uh, lift it to the best of my ability do the best that I can do my best to maintain good form what I thought was good form at the time you know um and because of that, and uh, my experiences with that, and I started packing on muscle. I believe that that was the best training, right? And in, and if I wanted to keep any sort of agile and athletic ability, that I needed to go outside and then do a separate day or a separate workout of agility work, running, sprinting, stop and go, you know, jumping, things like that. So I used to train separately, and. That's that's uh, what I believe to be the best kind of training, because that's what I've seen, you know, NBA players doing and they were extremely athletic NFL players doing anybody that was that that uh, was very built, muscular and extremely athletic. That's what I seen. So that's what I did. I try to mimic that.
1: So you really looked into the. uh, So, for example, if you saw the NFL draft combine. Would you adopt some of those movements too or you adopt some yeah. of those things?
0: I was, uh, I was huge on watching the NFL combine or just watching games, NBA games, NFL games,
2: mm-hmm. and trying
0: to mimic what my favorite players were doing. And then when I started figuring out that, you know, these guys lift weights and do these, this conventional training, that's what I started doing, right? So to me at the time, um, and even when I first got into training, I believed that to be the best training. But once I became a trainer and started learning a little bit more about anatomy and the body and how things work, okay, I knew that it wasn't just necessarily doing these movements, but it was how you did them, how you program them, what what set of muscles you hit in this routine, what set of muscles did you hit in this routine, and different variables that you can manipulate in order to get drastic results. What about you?
1: Well, I was more to the conventional lifting as well. You know, I think um, obviously I, I grew up around a trainer and his style has changed drastically throughout the years too. So um, for me, and this will figure into the story later on, one of the things that I, I, so it's all about you get stronger when you contract the muscles. Okay. Let's, let's just face that. When, that's when you get stronger. But the thing is, you can't, the the biggest uh, thing you'll notice with the training, uh, like in conventional training, is that they contract the muscles by shortening the muscles. Majority of the time, you're going to see a lot of shortening of the muscles.
0: For those people out there that, that don't know what you mean, Armando, let's elaborate on that a
2: little bit.
1: So for shortening of the, so how can I, how can I put this into words?
0: If, if you don't mind, I got one off the top of my head. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So think of everybody out there. Uh, if you're not watching us, okay, think of a bicep curl. All right. For example, that's, you know, that's a pretty popular muscle, right? You got to have big guns, big biceps, right? So, and you know, and you know I believe in arm day, every day. So. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a topic for a whole, not- for a whole nother time.
1: <laughs> well, We're still the ideology. So I mean, we still got gonna- all, right,
0: all right. All right. I'll let you have that one. So think of a bicep curl, okay? You start off with your bicep in a lengthened position, all right? Because you're holding the dumbbell by your, the side of your, let's say, thigh, when your arm is, is completely straight, hanging on the side of you, right? And as you lift up, you bend your elbow, flexing your elbow, okay, bringing your hand closer to your shoulder and your chest like this. This is a contraction, okay, where you shorten the muscle. Also can be um, defined as compression, okay? Compressing the muscle. Yep. And what Armando's referring to is this is how people typically work their muscles in the contraction phase, okay? Always just tightening and tightening, compressing and compressing. That's going to give you a severe muscular imbalance when it comes to lengthening that one. Okay? And this is, the, this explanation is very simplified. There's so much more that goes along with that. Okay. So much more because as you compress this muscle, okay, you are manipulating tension throughout the rest of your body. All right. At other joints, at other, at other chambers and segments of the body. So if I'm just focused on contracting, contracting this muscle, compressing, compressing, that's going to lead to problems throughout the rest of the body. Not only that, but this is pure isolation. Now, nothing wrong with doing that. You know, if that's how you know how to work out, work out that way. But what Armando's saying is this is the type of training that, that we're used to doing. Contracting, contracting, compress, compress. And that's, as I said, as I stated, it's, it's messing up tension throughout the rest of your body, and it could cause imbalances. So go ahead, Armando,
1: if you want it's, to. And it's funny that you thought about that because I'm the guy that's, that's – and the people that, that I mentor are going to laugh. It's like, how the hell did your mother think about that? He talks about arm day every day. <laughs> but another one is like, think about it. What are the more overactive muscles, right? Like in terms of the core complex right here. So the chest, the, the, the abdomen, the, the, the core in general, all of this right here is, is supposedly the most overactive muscles. The back muscles are, le- are underactive. So think about it that way, or if if you're just challenging muscles just by shortening it, that creates a that creates an imbalance too because this happens. Does that make sense? If what is that
0: called, for 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 our listeners? Well, so what what what, what, that what
1: doing so For right example, now. what I mean by that, like if you're doing so, for example, let's say that like you're doing some sit-ups, right? That's mostly going to hit your your core complex. Yes, you're going to get a little. You're going to hit you're going to hit mostly the, the abdomen, the abdominal muscles, right? But that's still going to overpower your back because your back is still going to be underactive. So what's going to happen is your shoulders are going to fall forward. So for those who are not watching, that's what I'm demonstrating right now. So that's what I was noticing in the past is that I like my front, not that I've ever really had a, a strong, strong core, I've gotten much better at it since, and I know how to use my core now, but when I was starting out and this was in my late teens early twenties I would always i would work from the outside, so I would hit the arms I would hit the legs I would hit the i would hit maybe shoulders maybe and hit chest a little bit, but I would never hit the back I would never pull I would never I would never completely balance it out. You got to be able to balance everything out. And that's one of the reasons why you got to have a strong core. So that way it takes pressure off your back because your back is also not as strong, is not as strong because it's not as, it's very underactive.
0: So uh, for those people, uh, Mondo, this is a question for you, by the way. Okay. Right. Um, for those people that say, well, you know, um, let's say like weightlifting in a, in a bodybuilding style, would you say that that is a good form of training, bad, or maybe, let me, work, let me, uh, let me change my wording. Mm-hmm. Would you say that is a beneficial way of, of training? And if so, why? And if not, why not?
1: Wow. You know, when I see these bodybuilders, or I see these powerlifters, one of the things I noticed is that they're very powerful, duh, but they don't have good mobility.
0: Okay. When you when you talk about mobility, what
1: do you mean? They can't move. So, for example, they can't rotate. So, they can't rotate. That just doing this okay. is, is a chore for them.
0: So, for our listeners, when you talk about rotation, you're talking about You're talking about what, Mondo? Rotating what? Your arms,
1: your hips? It's just like being able to pivot. Like, for example, if you ask them to do a baseball swing. Okay. Wouldn't be able to rotate at their ankle. They wouldn't be able to do any of that. Because they're so... Because of the the style that they lift and and because of the imbalances that they have, it it impedes their movement.
0: I would agree with you on most of that, but I would say there are some people that... um. They, how mm, I don't want to just put it on this, but some people genetically gifted. They can still move yeah. well. Um, it does not impede their movement. It does not uh, demobilize them. Um, but for the most part, yeah, the way that they work their musculature um, in isolation, they lose connectivity throughout the rest of their body. So it's hard okay. for them to perform full body movements. Um, and I'll get into, into that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, we'll
1: get to that a little bit later. That's
0: but, but, yeah, so, you know, they look great, um, but it's what we call uh, all show, no go. They look great, but gotcha. can, they, can they perform?
1: they you know? I'll give you a story right now. So I don't know if you were with us at the time. We were still in Teleandria at the time, and my brother brought in one of his former trainers at 24 with her boyfriend. Now, this dude looked like The Rock. Maybe the, Rock, maybe the Rock Jr. or the Pebble, but <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and we're, and we're doing the Bulgarian bags. And, and for those who don't know Bulgarian bags, they really, I wouldn't call them completely heavy, although they, the bags can come in a big of, big of a, heavy, uh, in a heavy variety. They're kind of U-shaped. They have three handles on the end. They have two straps and they have two handles. So it's really meant for you to do rotation and really to 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 use the core and to to use your whole body into into the movements. And we did a movement with the Bulgarian bag and the landmine. And uh, I don't know how we would describe a landmine. A landmine would be like what? Like, well, it's
0: an Olympic bar, and then you place it in a, I guess, essentially in a socket, and from there. It can rotate, and you can manipulate the movement on one end, and the other end of the bar is stationary. It's stuck.
1: Yeah, so So this guy was a bodybuilder. He was a power lifter, and he was very powerful. If you ask him to bench 300 pounds, I'm pretty sure he was able to do it, no sweat.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's, let, let's make sure that we give them their props, man. These yeah, dudes, they're
1: powerful. They are yeah. strong.
0: Very strong in isolation. These guys look great. That they, they usually have, you know, not if they're bodybuilders, they usually have great physiques. Not so much power lifters, but those guys are beasts, right?
1: Yes, they're still beasts, but they but the yeah. thing is that like we're not by all means we are not um taking cheap shots at you guys or or people who who knows lift
2: up. Uh, we respect lifters. the craft.
1: We respect the craft. We respect all types of fitness. But this is just our our own opinions and also just what works for us yeah and so back to the story but so we had to do spins on the back so you're literally spinning it and you're generating it all from your legs and it's going around just like that right so you're going left you're going 10 times left 10 times right the other movement was on a landmine but it was a simple movement right it was a pivot and you're literally and you're literally doing this movement, you literally, you can't see my feet from here, but you're pivoting, just like that.
0: So, well, Armando, while you're demonstrating the movement for our viewers, you have to, let's, uh, let's, let's um, describe it in detail verbally for our listeners.
1: So, that would be a move, so you're, you're literally pivoting, so for example, if you have the, if you're holding, it, you're, you're holding the, the bar together, so you're holding as if you're holding a baseball bat and you're pivoting from one side and you're generating all the power from your core. From right, for if, you're holding, if you start on the right side, you're going to your left and you're rotating, but you're pivoting. It sounds like a simple movement, right? I mean, but when you, it sounds like it, but when you think of all the muscles that you're recruiting when you're doing it, it makes it more challenging. So it's a lot more to it than what it looks like. So in his case, he was having a difficult time doing it, and it, he was sweating profusely.
0: Well, sweating profusely and being out of breath, you know, that, that could just happen when you're working hard. But uh, essentially what you're saying is he had a difficult time performing the movement correctly, right?
1: Oh, but we weren't done yet. So that was the first two rounds. He was just like, whoa, this is really bad. This is, you gotta, Like, how the hell do you do this every day? Then the third round comes. Third round comes. He stops in the middle of it, and he passes out on the green. So what does that tell you? That means that even though he's strong, even though he's powerful, and even though he has a great physique and a great look, there are still some muscles that are very severely underactive, and that's usually what wears you out.
0: I would. I would also. Um, I would also add to that that um, it's. It's quite possible that uh, those muscles. Yeah. That. Yeah, he has some muscles that are overactive, muscles that are underactive. But I also believe to be athletic, um, to move well, you have. You have to take your body through certain movement patterns, and exactly. that type of exercise does very. Um, it's very limiting on natural human movement. Mm-hmm. Very limiting. It's, it's a lot of isolation work, a lot of, of uh, one-dimensional work, and like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later as we continue with the podcast. Um, just keep listening. But um, it's, it's very linear movements, okay?
2: And that's, not, and that's
0: not how the body works in general. And this is essentially the way that Armando was describing how that gentleman had a very hard time doing these athletic, full-body movements. Um, because he was doing conventional training—deadlifts, chest press, things like that. There's nothing wrong with those things, okay? Let it's me. With it at all. Those are really good movements to build foundation. Okay, they're really good. But at some point, you have to get away from those movements and start doing. How could I describe it?
1: You have well, to adapt, my man. You had to adapt.
0: I would. I would say, <laughs> yeah, you have to adapt. You have. You have to start doing more real-world movements. Okay, more multidimensional movements. All right. So, Armando, so that little story that, that you know, that, um, that you're referring to about, this, about this, uh, this guy having a hard time doing these workouts, what kind of workout is, is, are those the type of workouts that you used to do or, or how did you used to work out?
1: I used to be very, isolate. I used to isolate all my workouts. So I used to be.
0: Let me clarify. Or what that, were the I, I used to... at the time and what? ideologies at the time?
1: I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part
0: what were your training philosophies when you initially started to exercise and what were your ideologies at the time?
1: Well, at the time it was, I was still younger. So it was all about having the guns and which it still is right. But you also want to have, you also want to be able to work on the core.
0: Okay. So when you say work on the core, what does that mean?
1: So you want to hit the chest. You want, to hit, you want to hit the abdominals. You want to make sure that your, your, your obliques are strong. You want to make sure that your lats are strong. Okay. Yeah, hey. all of it is supported.
0: Are, yeah. you, are you referring to the way you train now or the way that you used to train? I'm a little confused.
1: Well, it's, it's leading up into what I'm doing like right now, right? Because at the time, I didn't realize how strong the core needed to be. And I used to think of the core just as your abdominals. Okay. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah,
0: that's a that's a huge fallacy in the in the fitness industry right now.
1: With the, well, yeah, know, so and that's the, what I used to think. That's what I used to think of as just the core. I, I didn't realize that there was more to it. It wasn't. It was the, the I didn't realize the, how big the lats were. Mm-hmm. So my lats were incredibly weak. My uh, my obliques were incredibly weak. I think that was a big reason why I ended up tearing my rotator cuff was because I was so weak. And then after, and that's when things started to change. Hmm. Before that, I used to really be all upper body. Maybe so, and I do. I, I wasn't really into the lower body shocker because nobody really likes doing. Nobody really likes doing legs, right?
0: Speak for yourself, bro. I'm
1: not talking about myself right now. I, and don't forget, boy, I got cast.
0: All right, I'm just gonna let you keep telling your story, bro. Continue. Wait, so yeah, he got. Oh, look at that. But
1: yeah, I, it was just a difference in. I just started realizing that you had to work really from the inside to the out. So it all starts here in your torso, your your core, you work your glutes, work your, and then you work your legs. You work your those big muscle groups, and then then everything else works itself out.
0: So this is your current philosophy, right?
2: Yeah. It's um, first. Okay.
0: Okay. So I guess from there um, we started off talking about you know what we used to do, you know, and and. uh, what we used to study, what we used to believe in, Mm -hmm. what about, I'll start this off. So um, when I first got introduced to myofascial release, okay, for those of you who don't know what that means, it's essentially foam rolling, right? Tissue rolling, tenderizing the tissue, okay? Okay. Um, most of you know what foam rolling means. It's, it's essentially giving yourself a massage. It's a self-massage, right? You use foam rollers. You use lacrosse balls, baseballs, golf balls, PVC pipes. There's a, a, an assortment of tools that you can use to help stimulate your body in, in this manner, okay? And when I first got introduced to it, I hated it. And I first got introduced to it, I hated it, man. I, I, I sincerely did not like it. It was extremely painful. So, for all my clients and, and you clients that go to our gym and anybody else listening, I know I didn't always like to foam roll. I hated it. Now I'm a
1: huge None athlete. Of us like it. It. None of us like this. We don't do it because we enjoy it. We do it because we want to be able to move.
0: So, now moving forward, right? I got, I got introduced to that when I first started training. Never did it before. Before, I used to do conventional um, conventional static stretching um, active stretching and some dynamic stretching. Right. I got taught that in when I played football and I play basketball. Um, so got introduced to the foam roller and man, like I said, it killed me. Um, really hurt. I did not like it, but I stuck with it. Okay. Because I was introduced to the literature that said essentially all the benefits, the circulation increase, the fluid increase to those tissues, Um, And how it would make them adaptive to movement, make you feel loose, you'd be able to move better. And I wanted all that. Okay, because I was very stiff from doing traditional training. Okay. So started rolling. And um, eventually, I fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. And now it is a huge part of my program. Um, I don't even do, I'll get into this a little bit later. I don't even do traditional forms of stretching much. It's very limited. Um, I just do myofascial release because, again, you know, there's, and, there's, and there's a lot of literature that, that is, uh, um, I guess you can say, contradictory. And, uh, you know what, before I pass it over to you, Mano, and you tell us a little bit about that um, and how was that work for you, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, okay? So what was contradictory is when you would foam roll, It it was believed that you were able to loosen up your fascia, okay? And for for those people who don't know what fascia is, it is a webbing, all right, constructed throughout your body that is right underneath the skin, over the muscle,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: over the tendons, and over your skeletal structure. It essentially holds you up nice and bouncy, okay? It's webbing that holds you up nice and bouncy. Without this webbing, you would not be bouncy, light, and all these things, okay, as you should be. Um, and, it was, and it was a belief that rolling loosened up that webbing, okay, and um, brought it back out from being stuck to the muscle, away from the muscle so that you can move better. Yeah. That's actually not true. Exactly. That's actually not true, right? I yeah. still foam roll, even though we know this, because what foam rolling does do, okay, it still increases circulation, more blood flow, more oxygen to those soft tissues, including the fascia, and it brings fluids to that part of your body. So then you can go through movement patterns and retension those tissues, muscle, tendons, and fascia. And that is how you fix movement. But rolling itself does not decompress fascia. You have to take it through movement patterns. What actually decompresses fascia, um, one of the best things is actually cupping. But you should still the foam roll to increase again circulation and fluids there because it still helps then you can get to, again take take your body through certain movements to help that fascia um untangle and go back to its normal normal resting position go ahead Armando
1: you you pretty much hit everything on the head right there honestly oh you don't got nothing added? add to that sprinkle amen, a little bit of sauce amen, on your dog? amen on that one with the uh, fascia but the truth is man I still do the rolling because it helps me with my mobility man if, and it's all about that. Honestly, another thing regarding to my, like going back to my ideology, I'm more about the mobility now. Because if you see a lot of those people who are really strong, a lot of, they, they can't move. Mm-hmm. And you I so I think that's a big part of fitness that's often overlooked is how well do you move? So I think the rolling really helps that. I mean, yeah, you're right. It doesn't break down the fat, the, the fascia. No, but the fact that it loosens up those muscles that are so tight and they're so tense it, re- it releases a lot of the tension but also another reason why it hurts so freaking much is because a lot of the nerves are not, are not um, communicating with the brain so when you roll and you release that tension all of a sudden they're, c- they're coming back all of a sudden they're communicating again and that's the reason why you feel so much pain, that's why it hurts because because he got more because because he got control of those he got control of those limbs again he got control of those muscles again.
0: Yeah, it's 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 actually an enhancement of neurological response from the brain cool. to the body to the muscles. So rolling is still very beneficial, and and That's, as as tough. I stated, you have to get those fluids in circulation to that area so that when you move, you can help retention your tissues and your fascia to help you move better. It. When Armando says loosen, it, it's not stretching the muscles. So, so let's, let's clear that up. Rolling does not stretch your muscles. What it does is there are these things called adhesions, just the muscle knot, okay? It helps break that up so those tissues relax. And then again, as you exercise and take your body through patterns, you can re-tension those tissues so they're not all knotted up or really, really loose, okay? There's, there's, there's good tension between them to contract compress okay and then to lengthen okay to potentiate length and be strong as the muscle adds more and more tension going out and comes back in and,
2: and back to normal resting length
1: and it's a different it's a different thing too because one of the things i always tell my clients especially when i stretch them do not help me you should be able to you should be able to dead dead weight this your leg should be able to dead weight. i should be able to I shouldn't have your body fighting me to do it. If your body is too tense, that means that your, that means that your body's, that, that the muscles are, are, the muscles have a lot of, have a, a lot of uh, lesions in it and that they're just really stiff. So that's one of the things that I try to uh, explain is that you want to be able to control your body, but you want to you relax the muscles to the point where you can literally stretch them out and there should be, they, like they don't you don't feel resistance from the the body doesn't naturally resist. Does that make sense?
0: Yep, That makes sense to me.
1: Let me turn on the light.
0: Yeah, let's do that. It's a little dark over there. What you doing? You trying to set the mood? <laughs> All right, I that brings us to our next point, man. Um, and, and for everybody out there listening, man, feel free to write us on, on our Instagrams, um, adapt um, on, on IG. Uh, fitness underscore mindset underscore on IG. That's my page. And Armando, what is your IG again?
1: Armando J underscore 415.
0: You guys can write us if you have questions about this. We'd love to go over it with you. If there's something you didn't understand, hopefully we were clear. I know I like to repeat myself a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I apologize for that. I just want to make sure that I get that point across, okay?
1: You see, this, um, this is also a perfect example because we sound like we're rambling, but this is really what, we enjoy doing? Rambling. (laughs) Rambling about fitness, rambling about this field. This is something that we enjoy to talk about. If we weren't doing it on this podcast, we'd probably still be talking about it to somebody.
0: We'd be talking to it uh, within ourselves, amongst ourselves. Absolutely. This is something that we talk to our clients all about all the time.
1: Something that we wanted to do and we wanted to this is what why I try to push people. It's like just find something that you love to do because it's not gonna feel like work.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, bro. So, with that being said, I go. That brings us to our next point. Why don't you talk a little bit about muscle soreness,
2: <laughs>
0: lactic acid, the cause and effect, and is it beneficial or is it harmful? Maybe it's neither here nor there I don't know let's let's go into it a little bit and uh you know if I got any say so I'll 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 say a little something help you
1: out let's play a game
0: all right what are we playing
1: when I say something you tell me the lie
0: I tell you the lie yeah I don't know I don't know if I like this game
1: you will once I start talking about it no
0: bro I don't play games let's go start talking let's
1: go well anyways so one of the things that we used to hear all the time when we when we started yes i've only been a trainer officially for like the last year or so that don't matter you're, you're a but, I've been, but i've been in the field and i've been, as long as I, i've been part of body mechanics since 2012 so that's about eight years so i consider myself uh, i've been around i've been around the block a few times One of the things that we would hear, and I promise you Joe is about to crack a smile once I say it, (laughs) lactic acid is a bad thing.
0: Not necessarily, but it's not necessarily a good thing either.
1: It's not the best thing, but there's a lot. So one of the things that people would, one of the myths that would come out about lactic acid was, or lactate was, oh, hey, you know what? That's bad for your muscles. That it deteriorates your muscles, and it, and then the biggest one, it causes delayed onset muscle soreness. So why
0: don't you debunk that oh, myth?
1: Complete, completely false, man. So the reason why lactate comes into play is because your body, your body goes through the cycle. It's called well, the way I learned it was the Krebs cycle. I
0: learned it like so, that too.
1: So the Krebs cycle, what it does is it uses oxygen to create ATP.
0: What is ATP, Armando?
1: Adenosine well, no,
0: Wait. phospho creatine. There you go. So
1: adenosine triphosphate, creatine. So what
0: is what is that for, Mondo? What is ATP? What why do why does our body have to create that? And what is it?
1: Because that's how our muscles are created. Oh, okay, but. Right now you're putting me on the spot with that one because I was I was I was on I was thinking about the uh, about the lactate for a moment. So I'm gonna let you talk about that one.
0: Keep thinking about the lactate and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in right now, okay? Keep thinking about the lactate. So yeah adenine creatine, okay, in the Krebs cycle, as Armando just said, mm-hmm. is an energy source. Okay. That is the first um, I guess you can say, chemical produced in the body that we pull from for energy when it comes to any explosive activity. So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm about to work out and I'm gonna run a sprint up a hill as fast as I can for 15 to 20 seconds. Yep. For those 15 to 20 seconds, I'm sprinting up the hill as fast as I can, giving it everything I got, that's ATP, okay?
1: And, and not only that, but the, so what happens in that cycle, what happens during those times is that eventually you stop producing oxygen. So the well, oxygen it gets more, more
2: difficult, right?
1: It gets more difficult to pr- produce it because that's part of what getting in shape is about, right? Your body being able to produce enough, uh, to pump out enough blood and to get oxygen around the rest of the body and so forth.
0: So essentially your cardio and respiratory system, your efficient breathing, getting enough oxygen into your body and getting circulation to all that musculature that you're using throughout
1: well, your body and, and gets into all those vital organs quickly and you're able to recover so but in this situation though the oxygen gets harder to come by so when that happens the krebs cycle gets inter, inter, interfered with and instead of atp produced the atp becomes lactic. there you go so well, so, so, for those people who are wondering, the Krebs cycle, the citrus cycle, is the same thing.
0: Different name, same thing.
1: Different name, same thing.
0: So, the reason why, so your body starts to get tired, right? Let's, I'm sprinting up that hill. I'm going to go back to that example. I'm sprinting up that hill as fast as I can, okay? My body gets tired. I'm breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, controlling my breathing gets more difficult and more difficult. Therefore, less oxygen through my body, okay? my body starts to produce lactate because it cannot longer get that oxygen in, all right? It's your body's way of giving you another chemical to use in the meantime, okay, to finish off that movement. But also, it's kind of like a brake system. Your body's checking you. Like, hey, you just went as fast as you can go. You need to slow down before your engine gives out, right?
1: Think about it like this. If we were to really break it down, it's like when your iPhone battery starts to die down, it's like going on low power mode. That would be the best way to describe lactate.
0: Power saving mode, right? Low power mode. Low power mode. After that, that's when you start creating that lactate. And then, you know, obviously we're not gonna go into this, but after that you start burning, you know, um, uh, sugar, you know, glucose, start pulling it from your liver and your muscles as energy, you know, whatever, and obviously glucose in your body, It gets broken down from carbohydrates. Okay, so anytime you eat carbs, it gets broken down into glucose, stored in your liver and your muscles. So you start pulling from there for the next four to six minutes. If you're, let's say, if I kept running after I did that sprint up that hill, I'm running four to six minutes later. You know, it's I'm running a lot slower. I can't run as fast as I can anymore. I'm exhausted, right? And then after those four to six minutes, after I burned all my sugar out, okay, out of my system, now my body starts to utilize. Fat, lipids,
2: okay. But a that's a whole again.
0: other conversation for another time, I guess. Unless you want to add something, Armando?
1: Yeah, because and then also when that happens, and then your body starts to recover ah. a little bit, then the what what's become the lactate can become can become uh, ATP again because it's been oxygenated.
0: Yes. Thank you for adding
1: that. Yes, that I mean, is correct. It's, it's a it's an awesome, complicated yet simple. Simple uh, process at the same time.
2: We
0: we're oversimplifying it. There's a lot more to the process.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: We're just trying to give you guys the gist of it so you understand what happens. Okay.
1: And here's the thing: this is all happening, whether you realize it or not. So that, it, that just goes to show you just how incredible this the human body is, because your body always in is always trying to achieve homeostasis, trying to keep this certain level. And it's always trying to keep, and it keeps your, and it's always working, anyways, right? Because it's always keeping your, your blood's, uh, pH level at between seven three five seven seven four five. So even when you're not working out, even when you're not doing all that stuff, your body's still working. Because if it doesn't, if it's not in that pH level, what happens? It can mess up your, it can mess up some of your your the systems in your body, your immune system. Your respiratory system. It can affect all of that.
0: Speaking of that, I'm really glad that you said that. Thank you, Armando. That was very insightful. Um, so Armando just said how it affects other systems in your body, right? Yeah. The body is one unitary system, okay? With a bunch of subsystems in it, but they all communicate with each other at the same it's all all
2: correlated all correlated.
0: all sending messages one to one one to another back and forth just think of emails just a bunch of emails going back and forth that's how that's how neurons work they're just sending messages okay so your body's one unitary system it's one and then it has all these subsystems in it okay if something's wrong with one system the other systems are like oh my god oh my god so they have to um they have to make adaptations, okay, to try to save that system from failing. That's how. That's what your body does when something goes wrong. It goes into survival mode, okay?
1: For those who are, for those who are in the younger group, if you guys don't get a lot of emails, think about it this way. Think about your. Uh, it's like your Snapchat going into overload, or <laughs> your Instagram like that. Think about. Think about it that way.
0: Think about somebody blowing up your DMs. Just think about it like that. <laughs> But so all the, so, uh, you know, the body, all those systems work with one another. And like Armando's saying, if something's wrong with one, it affects all of them. Okay. Yes. So, so, uh, well, I think I can, um, I just want to add this. If, um, do not think about the body as different systems. Okay. Don't think about a different system. It's one, something is wrong with one. It's going to affect other areas. Again, you know, I, I repeat myself at times. I apologize. I just want, really want to get that point across to you guys. Your body is one system.
1: And I'm glad that you said that. You know why? Because what's something that you and I have talked about and what's something that I said in the, in the mentorship episode that's something that my mentor taught me? It does not matter how long ago you got injured. It will change the way you move. Because an injury will affect the way you move and not only that but it will also your body will compensate for the fact that you have an injury to protect that injury
2: yes
1: so it, it's all correlated so whenever i ask so when people when people say like man that injury happened years ago i said i do you do anything yeah it does because it's changing the way you move
0: you may not notice it or we may not notice it because everybody has certain compensations. Nobody is symmetrical, perfectly symmetrical. We all have asymmetries in the body. We are all unbalanced to some degree. And like Armando was saying, there's a spectrum of homeostasis, right? You can be way off over here, way off over here, and the body's trying its best to get you to neutral, right in the middle. Okay,
2: so you can
0: go that way and you can come back to the middle. You don't want to be stuck on one end or the other. As is, is balanced as possible, okay?
1: Absolutely. It, has to be, it all has to be working together, but it also has to work under the – because it's all predicated on the blood, but it also has to keep the blood from getting acidic.
0: And, a, you know, a huge part of that is what you're consuming, your nutrition. Um, and we'll have an episode down the road where we have a couple of nutritionists actually coming on board. Really yep. – excited to announce that. Well, you know, we will uh, talk a little bit more about that as as we start to get closer to that date. But so now that we've talked a little bit about all this Mondo, um, I'm going to ask you, um, is there any other details you'd like to go into about your current training, current training philosophy um, and methodology that you're using right now?
1: Well, right now it's more about being able to use your hips because that's one of the things that being able to use your hips being able to use your hips being able to use your glutes being able to explore out of it being able to uh, okay. take pressure off your lower back because one of the things that i would that it took me a while to understand too because obviously we all have our own body right
0: no i thought we had the same body
1: obviously right <laughs> I mean, no shit but it's one of those like, Amen. but Absolutely. we forget, but we forget when we, when we work with clients, especially some that aren't used to, aren't used to this, they don't know how to use their body. So one of the, so I had a client that he couldn't use his hips or he couldn't, they like, it, like the hips, they couldn't use. It was, it was, it all went straight to their lower back. So one of the things that I had to do was I had to show them through different movements, introduce them. To, to, I had to simulate how to use the hips and force, them, and force them different ways to challenge the hips and force them and challenge the glutes. And the next thing I knew was like about a month or two in, they were able to explode out of the hips and everything else fell into place. So it's one of those things where you had to you had to be able to, to separate yourself from who you're working with because every it's not a one size fits all. You will agree with that. It is not a one size fits all. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I, I think that I really adopted later on because before I would be like, "Man, I could, This is easy. This is I do this." But the thing is, I do it every day. A lot of these people, and I've been doing it my entire life. Whereas some people, they, they've only done it. They've only done it for couple weeks and they they were never really into it they, they, or they stepped into it too late and they had no idea what they're doing and that's the reason why they're coming to see you because they want to get trained they want to know how to do that so that's one of the biggest changes is also being able to separate oneself to the trainer and you and it and you cannot one of the things that like you, you never want to be a routine guy you want to be able to adjust so if you see if you see someone's step is off if you, if you if you notice that their gait their gait is off if you notice that something's off with the, their their shoulders or mobility is off you you notice you you want to be able to notice it right away and you want to be like i see that we're going to work around it or we're going to rehab that
0: how would you put your philosophy into one sentence i like how you described all that but how would you put it into one sentence? What is your current training philosophy right now?
2: Ooh. I
1: don't know, man. I think I'm too much of a rambler to put it into one sentence. So I'll, probably, I'll put it in an academic sentence. I will say, it's, but you know what? I just said it a couple of seconds ago. It's not a one-size-fits-all.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that.
1: It's All not right. a one-size-fits-all I. You, I, everyone has the same goal and you, they want to get fit they be, but I want you to be able to use your body but it's not a one size fits all I'm going to have to approach certain clients a different way from others but the, the goal is to get you to move better.:
0: okay I like that I guess, uh, I guess that leaves uh, leaves it to me it's my turn um, Bye, Jojo. okay so compared to how I used to train before conventional training to now. um, Well, I like what you said about it's not one size fits all. That is absolutely true. Um, The client determines how I train them. But I will add to a degree, okay? Because the reason the client comes to somebody like me or like us, okay, is because they're seeking our professional help. So... There's no point in a client coming to me and saying, okay, oh, I want, you to, I want you to train me like this. Well, you can do that by yourself. Why are you going to come to me then, right? Yeah. You've come to me because you have something wrong going on with your body. You have pain somewhere. You have a dysfunction that you don't know of, but something's bothering you. You're not able to do a certain movement pattern correctly, right? Or you're having a hard time losing weight. And remember, we just talked about the body is one unitary system. All the systems communicate with each other, all the subsystems, right? So if you have a hard time losing weight, there's an underlying issue, okay? So my philosophy now is correct structural integrity first. And for those of you who don't know what I mean by structural integrity out there, structural integrity is your neutral position. Remember we were just talking about homeostasis? Yes, we were. Posture, neutral posture, is a huge indicator of that. Okay? And it's not, it's not what people used to think. Sit up straight, pull your shoulders back. It's not that simple. If you do that, you will ruin your posture even worse. Okay? So structural integrity first, once we have that built up, then whatever that current client's fitness goals are, because fitness is a broad spectrum okay and to me fitness is one thing to somebody else fitness is something completely different right so
1: about our our field because like we said it's not a one-size-fits-all
0: yes so but as far as as far as the way humans move generally we all move the same or we should move the same okay so homeostasis we want to meet center, which is the center of that is standing neutral position, good posture. So get your structural integrity set first. And then from there, okay, I can train the client in different ways. However, if you want to continue, um, you want to continue your life, uh, longevity of health. Okay. I would suggest people train a particular way. And this is what I do for most of my older clients because most of my older clients have knee problems, hip problems, shoulder problems, low back problems, mid back problems, all kinds of stuff, foot problems, plantar fasciitis. And it stems from the same thing. They are not in homeostasis. They are not balanced. They have parts of their body where there is over compression. So over contraction. Remember we talked about that. And it's not just muscles. It can be a compressed rib, not moving well. Okay. Mm -hmm. A compressed shoulder where you see people with their shoulders messed up, right? Their shoulders are slanted. One's higher than the other hip hikes, all different types of stuff. And it comes from over compression in certain areas, tissue first, then it starts to affect their skeletal structure. Okay. And then not enough tension or over tension in other areas. And for those of you that don't, don't know what I mean by tension, think of a rubber band. Okay. If you hold a rubber band up, Don't add too much pressure. Just hold it up. There's there's a good amount of tension there. You can pull, right? right, You can pull on it, and then and it pulls right back. Well, too much tension is if you pull it and the muscle feels like it's going to rip. That's what happens when you get a hamstring strain, for example, or a bicep strain. Okay, there is too much tension there because in other parts of your body, there has there has too much compression. Okay, too much too much of a, a a contraction. And not and it's too rigid, not enough movement allowing for other other sectors of the body.
1: okay that's part, here's the thing It's a cause and effect type of thing, like like Joe was telling you, it's a cause and effect. but a lot of those injuries that he was talking about, knee problems, back problems, you know, shoulder problems, et cetera. here's the thing that's really that's really intriguing you guys is that a lot of those injuries. Are not really starting at where you're feeling the pain.
2: That's
1: you know how we're talking about. It's all one system. It's all correlated. It's a compensation because something else is is, is overcompensating for something else that's not working right or may be injured.
0: Absolutely, Armando, That is precisely what I'm getting at. Um, so, so the way that I train now, right, went a little bit into that. For example little rehab. If somebody's having a problem with their knee, just like Armando stated, the problem is not their knee. Most of the time, it is not the knee. That's where they feel the pain. The problem is coming from some other place in the body. It can be the foot, it can be the shoulder, the back, someplace completely different. And it is pulling, tugging all across the body until it finally feels pain in the knee. And your body's trying to tell you, hey, man, Or, hey, girl, you need to fix this. There is a problem here, okay? Yes. Stop doing those squats because you're not doing them properly. Something is going on. Stop running 10 miles even though you love to run. you got to get this problem adjusted and corrected. So when you address issues like that, you don't address that particular spot, okay? You have to look at where the issue is coming from, look at the body, what's going on, Okay. See where all where the areas that are compressed and how you can fix it. See where there's too much tension or not enough tension. Okay, because some people um, don't have enough tension on their body and they're they're wiry. We call, another word for that is flaccid. Okay. Yeah. Um, or hypermobile, where you see people that are crazy flexible. That's not good for you either. That will give you problems down the road. Remember, there is a spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to have you have to be somewhere in the middle. You can't be too flexible, too mobile, and you also can't be too strong, too rigid. You, You have to be somewhere in the middle because the body works like rubber bands, okay? There's tension, right? You pull on the rubber band, but there has to be something that pulls it back. And as you're pulling that one part of the body, it's pulling over here on another part of the body and affecting another part of the body. It's affecting the entire system. So exactly. the way that I train is full body movements, okay? And before I get there, structural integrity is a must to help realign the body. And then from there, we figure out what the client wants to do.
1: And you know what's crazy is I had a client too that she was like, man, my, my knee is bothering me and I, I have this knee issue. and they, And they didn't know why, right? They didn't know why they were in so much pain. Turns out that their ankles weren't, weren't moving. Like they couldn't rotate their ankles. So what happens was because their ankles were so the ankles were so stiff and they weren't rotating, it caused the knee to rotate, and the knee is not supposed to rotate.
0: There's a there's a there's there's a a lot of stuff that can cause that. Okay, um, you can get calcification where your bones, um, ba- they basically Um, at a certain joints, they combined into one where the, where that part of the body is supposed to, like Armando was saying, rotate, shift. And from being dehydrated one, okay. From having an injury in the past trauma to that part, and you never got it corrected. Okay. It starts to affect the, the rest of the body and calcification means it gets stuck. It doesn't move anymore. It's bones have morphed together or tissues have morphed together and the tissues don't move anymore. So you got to start a whole process of severe, deep rehabilitation, but not just that. There has to be a neurological component to it, where your brain needs to communicate with that part of your body in order um, to get it working again, essentially.
1: And that's what we were talking about earlier with the rolling. That's one of the reasons why we do it, is so that way the the nerves are communicating again with the brain, and there's it's a brain that way
0: wakes them up nerve receptors okay
1: uh, that's the reason why you guys are hurting is because it's like oh it doesn't hurt me before so why why would i do that again it's hurting me because, yes it's because the nerves were basically asleep the, the nerves were not communicating with your brain and now they are so that's the reason why it hurts is because it was in a very uncomfortable position for a long time and you're feeling that pain now
0: and for those people that have a difficult time losing weight, they feel like they eat healthy, they work out, they can't lose weight. Something's going on with running your systems. It's not communicating with your brain. Therefore, the Krebs cycle is not processing yes. the way it's supposed to. You can have some gut problems, okay? But that's a whole another topic.
1: When that's we have, when we when can we have our nutritionists a on board, they could talk about that, right, Mondo? Absolutely. We could, So that's going to be something that we could talk about down the road. But... Another thing that we're going to talk about, that, that we should talk about, too, because you want to, your body, so we're talking about homeostasis. Your body gets used to being in a specific shape, specific weight, specific, in a specific form. So yep. you're going to try to get into that, into that form. So what are we trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen? You're basically tricking your body into losing weight and to getting stronger.
0: An- another uh, another way to look at it is so your your let me see how how would i word it your cellular system and your molecular system change every 7 years so what you've been eating for nutrition if you've been drinking enough water if you've been exercising regularly in those 7 years your body's literally changing it's morphing to what you've been doing, no joke. From the inside out, your body, and that's how you reach, that's another way to reach homeostasis. Well, that's how you reach homeostasis. Because yes. your body starts to transform, it gets used to what you've been doing in a good way, not in a bad way, it gets used to it. So, um, in the process, just like if your body's used to being overweight and heavy, it, it gets difficult to lose weight, well, if your body's always used to being fit and healthy and lean, it gets more difficult to put on weight because, because you've been adjusting um, your, I guess, how would I put it, your lifestyle. You've been adjusting your lifestyle. You've been living this lifestyle for a long time. Mm-hmm. Your body gets accustomed to these things in a, in a good way.
1: Your body gets accustomed to what your body, and your body, I let, well, and we have, a, we have an affinity for this where your body adapts.
0: Your body adapts, baby
1: it's one of those you have to (laughs) you have to and you really do have that's one of the reasons why like after a while your body adjusts because of the fact that you're lifting a certain amount of weight or a certain workout for example a push-up might be simple for some i can do my push-ups right but if you look at joe right here if he had if he had to do the basic push-ups it probably won't challenge him as much so he'll probably throw a little twirl in there or something
2: Ah. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I can't do a push-up.
1: I guarantee you, the, your clients that are listening to this are laughing at you right now.
2: I can't do Bro, they never seen you work out, bro. I can't do a push-up. But
0: yeah, yeah, you do. I, I yeah. have the knowledge, bro. That's all that matters. I can help people.
2: Shut the fuck I'm,
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting the knowledge. I'm learning a lot more. So I'm learning as we go.
1: It's and it's, but going back to this, like it really is one of those things where you you really do have to, to basically trick the body into, into getting to a different level. Yes. That's why they say it's like it's a process. It's not a.
0: Well, I will. You know what, Armando? That's one way to look at it. Um, I will say. Yeah, in a sense, you got to trick the body, right? Especially if you're used to being overweight, you, you're, you're, you're not exercising regularly, you're, you're not putting good foods in your body. But um, let me see, how, how, how could I word that? Well, how we're talking about your mind has to stimulate your body, right? There has to be some communication. So in a sense, in a sense, you're not actually tricking your body, you're getting it to use your body. It hasn't used your body in a long time. It hasn't used certain movement patterns and things like that. You're getting the mind to connect to that musculature, those movements, connect things properly, put things in place where they're supposed to be, and it hasn't done that. So in a sense, you're tricking it from where it was, but but after a while, it starts to catch on to what you're doing, and it's going to help you. So for those of you struggling with that, please stick to it, okay?
1: stick to it and you gotta just keep doing it it's really when you feel like you like you're not getting there that's that's usually the point where you're starting to you're going to start seeing results
0: absolutely and and if you guys need help man because everybody does I'm, I'm sure you do if you need help reach out to um i would say me and armando i guess since this is our podcast we'll help that's you right
1: out. we'll help you guys out i mean we
0: reach out to us. If you, if you want, you know, a couple of tips, we can give that to you. If this wasn't enough, there's other, I'm sure you guys have questions. Um, or if you want some training, you know, again, um, contact us on our Instagram, um, on our, or on our Instagrams, so you can reach us at adapt.session, um, fitness underscore mindset underscore Armando. What's yours again, bro?
1: Armando J underscore four one five.
0: You can contact us there if you want to do some virtual training. Cause obviously with the current situation uh that's what we're doing, so
1: yeah, so I mean, and we're we're this is more like to to educate the masses, but if you guys really want a specific lesson a specific tip a specific suggestion, we're we'll definitely uh answer any dms you guys got any questions or if you guys got our numbers, send us a text um, I mean this is one of those things where uh, it's not a bother for us. We really enjoy doing this.
0: Absol- man, I, lo- I love it, bro. Um, like, like I stated earlier, we have some nutritionists coming on board, um, some friends, and we can't wait for that. We will keep you posted. Our next uh, uh, podcast coming up is going to be um, on our, our current methodology. So you've heard a little bit about our philosophies ideologies right um then you're going to hear about what we're actually practicing okay yes. how we're currently training you know uh fundamentals on it and and we'll go a little bit deeper into that um but i'm a this was this was a a, a really thought-provoking topic man i i, I wish i could have said more um i guess i'll wait till the to the methodology um uh session comes out but,
1: a lot more to uncover
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm all done. If you got something else you want to add, Mondo, you got some last words you want to say?
1: I'm excited about the methodologies portion. I think that's going to be fun. I think this was fun. I think there was a lot that we, we didn't leave any stone unturned. I thought this was really, we, but if you guys want to know anything else specifically, like I said, go ahead and send us a DM and you just talk to us and we'll, we're glad we'll gladly, uh, Answer your question, even converse with you guys, and and you mentioned after the methodologies, we're going to have the nutritionist. We're going to talk about specifically one of them wants to talk about grain and how harmful it can be. So if you guys like bread, I don't know if you guys want to listen to that. episode. But this is going to be a great. It's going to be a great one. And finally, I know a lot of you guys want to hear more stories about college and. <laughs> huh you got some
0: college stories
1: people want to hear some college stories so okay. we're going to have we're going to have one of my friends who um, two of my friends who will become personal trainers themselves so we're gonna talk more about personal training but there will be some uh, some stories there about college and you'll hear about it and one of them will will give you stories about just how much i celebrated when i uh, i'm trying to
0: hear some cheese mess, bro let's go
1: yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. We're gonna have Joe knows some of them and he believes it, but there's some other people that Joe and I both know that don't believe it and they're about to get the confirmation. So um that, that keep it, keep your eye out for that one. Um that's gonna be a good episode. That's we're gonna you're gonna hear some you guys are gonna hear just uh just uh what we we've both gone through, you know, just we're going, to, we're going to have some good stories and we're going to hear more from Joe and his stories about, about becoming a trainer. And just no, I don't, you have, you I
0: don't have any more stories. We'll just leave it to the college stories.
1: I'm good, bro. Great. No, I, I was talking more about like how you learn, like just like where you are now. With the, oh. Uh, you know, oh, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's going to be fun. Cause that's going to, cause I want to hear cause we're going to hear more stories about how Joe went from, being like, oh, I want to get big. And I want to get stronger, and all of that too. Ooh. Now he wants to. Now he wants to be able to move.
0: I want to. I want to be. I want to be athletic. I want to be athletic. That's that's my thing. So yeah, I, I would love to talk about that.
1: Well, we, well we would like to hear it too, is we'd like to hear some of your football stories, man.
0: Oh, okay. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can dig up in the archives.
1: Yeah, cause I mean. And also, cause also you went back to playing a college, uh, what's it called? flag football last year, right?
0: Yeah, man. That was fun, bro. My, um, my, my, uh, my boy invited me to that. So yeah, I got a, I got a couple, I, I can talk a little bit about my experience there. It was cool.
1: Yeah, so how, so, but a quick question though, huh. So you've been doing this type of training now for about roughly two years. Two years. Did, did you notice, did you notice a difference when you were out there on the field and you were, you were in the middle of a of game speed?
0: My speed, my agility, but what wasn't there was, um, uh, let me see. I guess for lack of a better term, bro, my game speed, okay?
2: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: I, was, I was hesitant because since I hadn't played in a while, um, I wasn't confident in myself, to be honest. So
1: so you can handle the athletic part. It was just the game shape. Yeah,
0: my, my endurance was solid. The athletic part was solid. It, it, it wasn't difficult for me, but it was the game speed, me hesitating to make decisions since I hadn't played ball in a minute. But you know, we'll talk about that
1: another time, right? Yeah. So that's I just wanted to see how I wanted to see how your form, your your style of training really helped you emphasize the a, a difference in your in your approach to the game. Oh, absolutely. Guys because different style of training, the way that you move is a little is a little more uh, more crisp now. So I wanted to ask about how, how that changed. And uh, everybody stay tuned. We got some good episodes coming up. We got nutritionists coming up. We got some <laughs> Like my friend Jojo said, Cheese coming up. So if you guys want to hear wanna hear some funny stories about your boy right here.
2: Jesus.
1: Uh, <laughs> you guys could, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be entertained for the next month or so. So we'll see where, where this goes. And we're gonna we hope to enlighten you. We hope to educate you more. For Joe,
2: I'll see you guys next time, all right? Later squad, hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned, okay? Stay with us. Peace.